All right. I think we're live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michael Siljic. I'm here with Stefan Bublow. Guys, back by popular demand. <laughs> if we can uh, play a video. Michael, yeah, tonight we're going to be talking this. about unscrambling the market. What's really going on? <laughs> Michael, you did it. We're back, off. We're back. Back <laughs> by popular demand. The crowds voted. The the people have voted. <laughs> Michael and I are back. Um, the ratings are going to boom tonight. And true. We, what are we talking about, Michael, tonight? So tonight, unscrambling the market. So everything that's going on at the moment, it seems to be in Australian news, the property market is probably the number one talked about thing. Yeah, everybody um, talks about Outside it. of Hoons. Um, on the streets. <laughs> so it seems to be something that everyone seems to be hearing so much information out there at the moment in terms of all the doom and gloom with interest rates, um, everything that the media loves to feed in terms of whichever way the market's going, they really love to jump on it and say, well, this is what's happening. And they're there to sell newspapers. So we're just here to sort of unpack that a bit tonight, talk about what's actually happening on the ground. Um, and just to give you a bit of a better idea in terms of what's really yeah. going on out there yeah. as opposed to just the hype. Yep. I, I agree with, with exactly what Michael said. The media's got a role to play and their role, uh, believe it or not, is to sell advertising space. Yeah. So um, what are we seeing out there? To be honest with you, it is not doom and gloom. It's far from doom and gloom. Mm. Um, and Michael and I are going to talk about a few key little points just to, um, just, just like Michael said, what we're yeah. seeing out there. So look, let's just start with on the ground, what we are seeing, Michael. Mm open homes you and i run them yep. you know multiple times throughout the week we're, we're running buyers through buy appointment showings um feedback from buyers michael what are you hearing out there from so let, let's kind of cover a few different vices yeah so a combination of things so probably the most common thing is a lot of buyers are starting to sit on the fence yep. and go they're coming through they're researching maybe they're getting their finance sorted but they're wanting to see what happens so that's probably the most common thing I'm hearing in terms of buyers just going, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the market. I'm finding a lot of those buyers are pretty open, but in telling us that. Like yeah. They're saying, look, guys, you know, we're just researching. We're not, you know, we're not in a position to buy. We, mm. We're getting there, but we're not there. So a lot of buyers on here are telling me that. Correct. It's pretty open. And everyone seems to be seeing the same language with it. So there's a lot of people saying that. Um, the buyers that are doing transactions in this market so, and this is one big thing that people, I guess, seem to sometimes overlook is people going, why would anyone buy in this market if it's on the way down? I'll just wait for it to be cheaper. That's looking at the macro event in terms of just the market. What a lot of people fail to realize is people aren't just buying and selling property based off the market. Yeah. Most people are buying and selling property because it's a family home. It's an investment that's got to do with something else with their financial situation. People are buying and selling for their own situations. It doesn't matter if the market's going up or down. If you just had a a young child and you're a young couple and you're in a one-bedroom apartment you need to upsize to a two-bedroom yeah. you're going to sell your apartment you're going to buy something bigger yep. if you're someone that's lived in your property for 60 years and you're, you're 85 years old and you're going now it's time to downsize the property's falling apart i'm going to leave it to someone else to renovate you're not going to wait a couple more years for them maybe the market to change you're going to sell it anyway um so that's what i'm finding it's a lot of necessity type transactions happening at yeah. the moment i'd agree i think i think about 70 oh, percent Maybe even 80% of the buyers that, that I'm dealing with week in, week out are in that position where they're just buying because it, it, it's, it's... The it's, timing's it's, right. Yeah, that's right. And it's something to do with usually a family or a personal 
um, you know, reason why they make why they're making that transaction. Mm. Um, Michael, at the same time, we we get a lot of buyers coming out and they're telling us, boys, you know, you're not telling us the true picture. The market's about to crash. Yeah, it's doom and gloom for everybody. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait um, until this market, you know, drops. I don't know, fifty percent. I'll just make that up. Oh, um, some of the headlines are pretty drastic. That's right. <laughs> And it's something we we talk about obviously behind the scenes a lot. Mm. Um, but I think I think a message we need to convey is that as the rates have gone up, um, yes, it's yes, it's impacted pricing. Pricing's come down. Uh, I've been in real estate sixteen years. Uh, an adjustment like this in such a short period, I've probably seen once before. Um, but in saying that as well, twelve months ago, I hadn't seen a rapid growth market like that either in that sixteen years of real estate. It was to be expected. The quicker it goes up, the quicker. Yeah. The correction happens when it comes off the peak. And to be honest, yeah, it was probably it was required. It was needed. Yeah. The way it was going was just was just ludicrous. Mm. But um, what I was going to say is that uh, if you if you're holding real estate, no, sorry, if if your game plan mm. is to sit and wait for this market to crash, um, it's not a good strategy. I'll, I'll tell you why. Michael and I are on the front lines. We're gauging week in, week out with the rest of the team here at Novak Properties, like most real estate agents are. And you can do this as a consumer yourself if you're out attending open homes, is just judging the numbers firstly that are coming through property opens. So um, we we will know when the bottom's flattened out. We will know when the, when the market turns and we're going to know when it's on the rise. As a consumer, the best that you will know might be three to four weeks once it's happened. A lot of you probably won't know for six to 10 weeks until those results are published um, and, and data's public uh, in the marketplace. So to try to catch the cur- to catch a market at its lowest point and to try to, to sell at the highest point, um, it's luck, mate. It's luck. You may as well go black, black or red. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's really um, no key method to it or strategy to it. And um, we, we talk about it. And I, was, I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend and, and he's got some friends looking to buy some real estate at the moment. He said, look, they're, they're just going to sit back and wait because they think they're going to catch it on the bottom. And I said, look, okay, I can understand the strategy. Mm. The media is portraying that picture. As an agent, and Michael, yeah. you can throw in whatever you want in yeah. this conversation now, but um, to give you an idea, the market has has moved back this year. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's everywhere and, and we're not obviously denying that by no mm. means. The market has come back, and um, as it does come back, it comes back in increments monthly, you know, maybe 10,000, I wouldn't say 20,000 a month, but no. the market's adjusted accordingly. Mm. When the market turns, it can do 40 grand in a week. So it takes a lot longer for a marketplace to come down than it takes to switch and jump back up. And if your strategy is purely to catch it at that bottom point, that flick in the market, by the time you you know about it, it could be 60, could be 80, could be 100,000 behind where where it was at the bottom so yeah if your game plans catching it at the bottom uh risky very risky. true well the thing is because and you said it before all the data's lagged so we use rp data which is something that we get to track the market in terms of showing that yeah that market um in terms of pricing where it's going but that's about probably two or three months behind what's actually happening on the ground and what you'll find is like stevan said by the time the markets turn we see because we're doing it every single day in terms of transactions and we can start to feel when it hits that bottom and changes. Yeah. But if you're looking to buy a singular property, chances are you're going to be, you're going to find out too late. Yeah. Um, and when it's dropping at the rate that it has already, it's come off about close to, I'd say 15% yeah. on the Northern Beaches since yeah. the peak of the market back in November, which is great in terms yeah. of really, really good buying. Um, but to wait for it to hit what could be another 5%, 10%, 1%, what it might be, 
no one knows. And anyone that says they know and they maybe predicted it before, they got lucky. You look at all the best economists in terms of what happened during COVID and the market was going to crash 50% and then it went up 50%. The truth of the matter is no one really knows what's going to happen next month, the year after. Um, and it just goes back to in terms of properties, a long-term transaction. Mm. If you can buy right now, we can say with certainty, right now is really, really good buying. I think we're going to look, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, like right now is really, really good buying in next month's time, might be better buying. Next three months time, six months time, 12 months time, you, you, you don't know. And what about in five years time? In five years time? We'll oh. probably say, damn, I wish I bought back in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I kid you not. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. You'll be saying because that's what that's what we've always said in the past. I do want to stress on one thing, however, that um, when there is change in the marketplace, there is opportunity in the marketplace. So depending on, on what your plans might be as a buyer or a seller, mm. right now, if you're looking at, at the way pricing's gone um, in the last eighteen months, if your plan or your goal is to upsize your family home or to move up a price bracket. So the market conditions are better now than they were at the peak of the market because the, the gap between a home and an apartment has uh, has come back. Um, so you're actually in a great market to do that. And that's what the opportunity is in today's market. If you're looking to come out of real estate and free up equity and cash, you know, maybe you want to reconsider that position or, or look at different avenues. But upsizing, you want to be doing it today because this is a great market for that. Exactly. And the thing to bear in mind as well is in, in terms of being on the ground, the media is spilling out that the market's crashing at the moment and that no one wants to buy. It's warranted. There's a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines, but the bottom line is pretty much every single property we're bringing to market still sells. Everything's selling. Everything still sells because there's still a number of buyers out there that have the necessity that still need to buy. And that will always be the case, regardless of whether interest rates keep going up or not. People are still going to need to transact yep. property. Yep. Um, and so what we're finding is most of these properties are still moving. And when you put the pricing correct, it moves really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, Michael, that, yeah. I guess that brings us to the next point. Um, buyers, mixed messages in the media, they want to put an offer in. Yep. We're seeing all sorts of offers <laughs> at all sorts of levels, yeah. at all sorts of price points, irrelevant of what the guide price might be or the range is mm. or the asking price is. What? Um, what's your advice to buyers uh, out there looking for offers? Mm. And I'll give some advice. Yeah. Sellers. So, looking at best advice I can give you. So, obviously, traditionally, like say last year, when you're looking at an agent's guide, especially in a very, very hot market like it was, you look at the guide and you go, okay, well, if they want, if they're guiding that, they're gonna want more than that, the owner, because everything's hot, everything's going over guide. Uh, that doesn't happen. In, <laughs> that's what the buyers thought. In this market, no one knows. Some agents are over guiding, properties going below guide. Some agents are still guiding conservatively, it's going over guide, and some properties um, are going right at guide. There's literally zero consistency I'm finding <laughs> at the moment in terms of when you're looking at what's another agent might be guiding property and what it sells for. Um, there's no real, because it's so volatile at the moment, there's no real um, sure way of deciphering it. That, yeah. The best way I would recommend deciphering it is looking at sold properties. Yeah. So look at stuff that's sold recently within the past month, because obviously a couple of months ago, it's not really relevant. Look what's selling in the past month in this current market, compare it to the one that you're looking at, and then put an offer based off that there and put in something that you think is fair that you go, well, I'm just, let's see if we're going to get accepted with the owner. And what a lot of buyers, I think, mistakes sometimes when they go, oh, well, we're going to try and pick it up cheap and lowball the properties. Fair enough if you're going to put in this lower offer, but if you're completely lowballing a property where you just know there's no chance the owner's going to accept it, owners are people too. And sometimes I find that it does tend to offside an owner <laughs> when it's completely like just ludicrously low. 
um, where it's, it's probably not the best strategy to necessarily get it accepted, but putting in something fair that's within the range of where you think, hey, this is roughly where it's going to end up, it really starts a serious conversation at the moment. Yep. And I'm, I'll let you touch on Stavart, but it's yeah. just being ready to go as well. I was going to say, as a buyer or even as a seller, the best way to get access to that information um, that I find is you can pay for subscriptions to, like Michael mentioned, yeah. RP Data, Price Finder, CoreLogic. These are these are third-party providers for property information. As a day-to-day mum and dad consumer or first-home buyer, you don't need that. Just jump into realestate.com. There's a sold tab. You click that, put in your suburb. You can even put in a street. It will bring in everything that's sold in there. And what, again, like what Michael mentioned, a lot of the data from these third-party um, kind of sources it could be three, four, six weeks behind, mm-hmm. you know, market market in regards to real life market activity. So real easy to do that. As a seller, you know, it's a good thing as well. Go out, check out those sold prices. It's hard to take, you know, your your heart out of seeing other properties and not comparing yours as being better. Um, but it's an accurate state of where the market is. Um, as a seller, what I would say is that as, as offers come in, um, of course, look, all agents, we, we look to get our offers in writing. Highly recommend that if, if you've got concerns about whether your agent's yeah. been transparent with you or not. Um, but the offers are going to come in. And and yes, some of them will be low balls. Some of them might be around the market value, which in some vendors, you know, expectations might be considered low balls. But really, you've got to listen to your agent um, and, and hear what they've got to say in regards to the feedback to the market. But the best thing to do is look at the sold properties um, and what's selling and how they compare to yours. But, yeah. I wouldn't discount an offer at this stage either. No, because um, at the end of the day, everything at the moment that's selling this market, whether it's considered a good price, a bad price, an okay price, it's what we consider market value. Yeah. Like you go out to the market, the buyers will put forward the offers, the agent will negotiate, and whatever the price ends up, that's market value at the moment. Um, and like if you think about even back to when, obviously the most recent example, when everyone thought the market was crashing with COVID and how the whole world was ending, and so all of a sudden property prices and everything's going to jump. Even then, we really didn't get any distressed sales in terms of, yes, some people thinking, oh, what's going to happen? The market might sell now. But the amount of, because I find a lot of buyers are sitting there going, oh, I'm going to wait for the distressed sales to take place. There might be one distressed sale in the whole market. That's one buyer that can buy that. And once that property's gone, there's a handful of other buyers that all have to compete. I'll ask you, Michael, how many distressed, oh, I shouldn't say it this way. How many people do you know yeah. that are distressed at the moment that have to sell that property this week, you know, at a, at a, at a give it away kind of price? Yeah. No one. No one. No. Okay. And, and okay, you might not believe us, we're real estate agents, but we don't have one client on our books right now that is in a desperate position. And we were talking about it earlier. Everyone's thinking, oh, I'm going to buy it for half price. There's, <laughs> there's about 500 buyers in front of you that will pay more than half price for that property. That's true. Even um, when it drops off, yeah, yeah. they're still going to jump. Yeah. And what's dire straits for the bank to come in and, and take a property, which I haven't heard of yet, 10%, 10% on the market? So yeah, mean? correct. So even even if you hit, let's say, the absolute worst case scenario in a property, which is a million dollars because it's a nice round number and it's a fire sale must be sold, the most it's really going to go below market value is 900,000. Let's say an owner's bought something and they, need, they desperately need to sell their property and they bought it. 1.5 million, they put down a 10% deposit that they're liable for 150,000. The most it's going to be is 10, 15% off that. Uh, otherwise, there's no point of them selling it. So when people think, oh, it's going to be 30%, 40% cheaper, it's not even worth the owners even selling. And that's like worst, worst, worst case scenario that yeah. doesn't really exist. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to know that because I think some people do have it in their minds that, oh, it could be that cheap. Um, there's going to be a lot bigger, more sort of macro issues if that was the case, if property really was going to drop by. Yeah. 40 50 percent and this is more for the northern beaches of all individual suburbs and towns across australia might be a different scenario 
Um, but on the northern beaches specifically, we're a very blue chip market. Um, so even though we're, we're feeling the turn same as everyone else, it always tends to be our client a little bit more insulated to sort of greater Sydney as well. Yeah. And the last thing the bank would want, regardless to, to the RBA now, you know, obviously monitoring inflation, changing the hour interest rates, is they don't want people defaulting on home loans. You know, this is this is the core business of, uh, this is the core, I guess, income for banks is, is mm. home loans. They want us paying down our debt, paying off our mortgages. That's how they make money. But at the same time, if, if there is a huge default of property, it's it's no good for anybody. Well, they're not going to make money from it. No. And bear in mind as well, when the banks are lending to people, they're lending with a buffer. So when they're looking at your finances, they're working out, can they afford that? I yeah. think it's about 2% more, don't quote me on it, but about 2% more than whatever the interest rate they've got now is anyway, um, to work in that buffer for it. And then household savings are at an all-time high at the moment because everyone's been saving the past couple of years. No one's been traveling. And the whole purpose of putting up interest rates is not to crash the housing market. It's to put a stop on inflation. Yeah. So what you'll find is people aren't going to sell. It's not like interest rates are going up and all of a sudden people go, okay, time to sell the family home on a knee-jerk reaction. No, the whole purpose of it is they're going to cut back all that, I guess, luxury expenditure. I can't think of the right word for yeah, it, but yeah. all the unnecessary expenditure. Maybe we're not going to go as an expensive holiday this year. Maybe we're not going to let, eat lettuce. Dream. Um, but, <laughs> but basically pulling back on all the expenditure that you don't need to spend money on to focus on the core things in terms of providing for the family, um, putting food on the table, paying your mortgage. That's what people are going to focus on and take away from everything else. The last thing that they're going to do is going to be the selling the home and that's sort of that last resort. Yeah. So I guess, Michael, how do we see the market now? Um, I guess 12 months, 12 months, 24 months, five years, 10 years. Um, What's your take, Michael? What do you think? Interesting. I think, so this is a thing, no one really knows. So everyone's got their opinion of it. Everyone's got their reasons and it's probably all warranted, but the truth is no one really knows what's really going to happen. My guess is as these interest rate hikes continue probably towards the end of the year, which I think is what's meant to happen, um, there'll continue to be turbulence. Once we have sort of that final interest rate increase where we have a couple of months back to back of no interest rate increases or the, or the cash rate, I should say, I think that's when it's all going to start to die down. Media is going to start to die down about it. Life will go on as it always does. And I think that's when the market's sort of going to be relatively flat. And I think it's going to be a pretty balanced market, um, for lack of a better word, over the next sort of 12 months or so after that. Yeah. And then like property always does, it'll go through its cycle and then it'll look to grow again, whether that's two years away, three years away, 10 years away, don't know, but it will go through its cycle. Um, I just think, yeah, at the moment with everything that's going on, this is when the uncertainty is. I think as a buyer, actually, this is a great time to buy. Um, and then like Stevan said, when the market hits its bottom and when it turns, it tends to turn pretty quick. Pretty quick. Um, irregardless of whether you think it's rational or not, like it was in a lot of people's minds, irrational that the market grew so much during COVID. Um, I'm sure the next time it goes up, people will be saying the exact same thing. It's irrational, why is it going up? But it always seems to. I think, I think something we were also talking about this morning was um, as we've seen interest rates come down, a lot of buyers have said, look, I'm going to come out of the market. And a lot of sellers are saying the same thing. I'm going to sit back and wait. Well, stock so, levels. Exactly right. Yeah. So what it's done to our stock levels or the number of properties on the market, um, we're starting to see a decline in, in the number of properties that are listing. We're still going out. We're talking to a lot of people that want to sell. They're saying, hey, guys, look, maybe it's worth us sitting back and waiting. 12 months, just like a buyer saying. So essentially what the rates are also doing is pulling back the number of properties that are available for buyers to buy. Mm. And if the rates weren't doing what they were doing, that is the, the first surefire way to turn a market um, upwards. So yeah, um, those people that are pinning their hopes on a crashing market understand that there's less and less stock uh, or properties available. 
Um, and that, in, in effect, um, whether it was meant to or not, is actually slowing down. Well, it's um, sort of that push and pull. Yeah. The interest rates are pulling the market down. The, um, the lack of stock is sort of pushing that market up. And to give you guys a bit of a metric on it, um, I think stock levels in the Northern Beaches now are sitting about 650 or to, between 650 to 680 properties on the market yep. on the Northern Beaches. Um, when the market during the um, during 2018, when the market was in a big downturn, there was a big slump um, in terms of property prices were moving backwards and there was an oversupply on the market. We were sitting well over a thousand properties on the market um, during that time there to give you guys a bit of a gauge on it. Well, now we're sitting close to half of that now. And this is considered a downturning market. Yeah. Yet we've got half the amount of properties there. So what you'll find is that will really start to put a break in terms of any serious downwards growth. Because um, the bottom line is, what we're seeing with vendors is if the prices are there, they're just not going to sell. Yeah. They're not going to sell. <laughs> and that's why as a buyer right now, it's a great time to buy. You've still yeah. got a good selection of real estate. Um, if it moves down, it moves down, but it'll move back up, you know, when the time's right, you know, pretty quickly as well. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's not all doom and gloom like it's actually very very exciting for i think for a lot of people at the moment like there's a lot of clients i'm selling for that are selling their apartments like a lot of young couples and so forth that are upsizing they go this is great like we're so excited now that we can sell that to move up so everyone's individual circumstance is not it's not negative for everyone it's maybe negative if you just want to cash out but then just hold on to your property if you can yeah um, but for a lot of people there's actually a lot of opportunity now and that's not a bad thing <laughs> Um, markets go through the ebbs and their flows. They go up, they go down. This is all part of it. Um, and that's the thing where, as opposed to the media, just presents it in this horrible negative way. Um, people are always going to need a house, a roof yeah. over their head. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But that's kind of our snapshot, guys, yeah. to what we're seeing on the ground. Good time to buy. Mm. Still a good time to sell the opportunity in the market. is looking to move up the property ladder. Yeah. Um, but chat, chat to your agent, chat to your financial advisor. It's all about having that plan moving forward. People are very short-sighted thinking, interest rates going up this year and what's that going to affect for me no they're not just going up this year they're going up and that's for the remaining 30 years of your loan <laughs> so it's not really just the end of this year is such a small snapshot in terms of well what's the rest of your um, family life going to be in terms of living in a home the rest of your investing career whether you're at the beginning or towards the end what's that going to look like um, and you sort of need to look just past this year and into years and years in the future and work out a good financial plan for yourself. Yeah. Um, because property is not like the share market. You're not buying and selling every couple of weeks or every month or every day. Um, you buy and you hold on to it. There's large transaction costs. You, you buy in a general statement during a block, during a downturning market, an upturning market, and you hold for the next one. You're not worried about when you bought specifically in that market. Yeah. So yeah. good stuff, good stuff. Another thing, Michael, two healthy beards on the video tonight. I must admit, oh. your beards look pretty oh, good. Thank out you. There. Thank you. Nice work. <laughs> nice work. And also big shout out in case you in case you missed the the posts over the weekend, Mark Novak, our uh, our our fearless leader. leader I was just thinking. Leader of the people. What's he, what's he called, Sir Michael? Yeah, well, he's got a few different names. He's not the general, names. that's Milosh, but... No, that's right. I but love his director, Mark Novak. Yeah, and his birthday, so happy birthday, Mark. 21 yeah. years young. 21. Good on you, mate. <laughs> not a day over. That would be great. Awesome. Thanks, See guys. Anyways. Thanks for watching. Have a good evening. See you soon. <laughs>